0: Stop Googling and start listening for the love of wellness. With over 50 years in women's wellness, hosts Sam Leeson and Laurel Crossley, along with a weekly special guest, will explore gaps and issues within the women's wellness industry. If you're passionate about topics affecting women's health, such as sleep, grief, body image, and much more, then please stay tuned. When was the last time you felt joy in the workplace where you were feeling so happy with who you were in that workplace, the management um, or the leaders were in a great position and they were inspirational and they were expounding love and peace and collaboration and community and doing it with joy, Well, if your workplace doesn't sound like this, then you need to stay tuned to today's episode because Ashley Livingston is going to be talking to us about leadership and how to lead with joy. Today's episode is brought to you by BabyReady.info.
1: Hello, everyone. I am extremely excited to be sitting here with Laurel today chatting with Ashley Livingston, who is a leadership coach. Welcome, Ashley. Tell us all about who you are and what you do. Oh, no
2: pressure. Thanks, Sam. Thanks, Laurel. So excited to be here. Who am I? That's, you know, I could go through all the labels, but at the end of the day, I am so driven by my passion to help people live their life um, in a more joyful way. And I've definitely used that word a ton with Laurel, but I I really have like settled into this role as a leadership coach and helping people first discover who they are, how to lead oneself first, and then growing into who are you as a leader at home, in your community, at work, with your team, and being comfortable and enjoying being a leader. It seems sometimes a bit optimistic but it's totally, totally possible.
0: I love optimism. Yeah. It's what drives me to to keep on trucking, right? Because (laughs) we've come through a very joyless, is that a word? Time. And I feel that I hear the word community, connection, joy, peace, all sort of in one conversation when I'm speaking with fellow business owners, um and even you know just my my girlfriends and you know what is it about joy that brings us joy okay that just sounded silly <laughs> but what is it about joy what's the thing about that
2: yeah i think for me you know we spend so much time and i actually oddly enough reflected on this this morning when i was doing my morning journaling so that's like tip number 1 but i was Journaling, and I'm so used to preparing for the worst. Right? I I troubleshoot, I'm a great problem solver, quick on my feet. Um, I will always come up with a solution. But I've been living so much in preparing for the worst that I have never prepared for the best. And I think that in there is where we rob ourselves of the joy of the moment or the joy of the expected next because we're so trained to prepare for the worst. Mm -hmm. And, and let's be honest, we've gone through a lot the last few years and some of us have gone through a lot our whole lives. And, and that said, I noticed it just immediately today when I thought, even after all this work that I've done through my own personal journey, that shift of, why don't I just start preparing for the best? Mm-hmm. That is
1: living in joy.
2: Wow. Where do we go from there? <laughs> huh.
1: it's, it, it feels so against the grain to hear you say that because it's just not how we've been conditioned. Oh. But that's also why, and, and sort of segues into the idea of the leadership coaching, we have we have been taught to prepare for the worst, we've been taught not to set our bar too high, we've been taught not to expect the best from ourselves, let alone from the world around us, be our family, our work, our community, what have you. And so I think that that's just making me pause for a minute and think, she's absolutely right. And I mean, we, we do need to do that. And I need to find a way to set that intention for myself. And say that it's, I'm entitled to that. I, I'm just as entitled to, to all of it as everyone else is. Because we tell our kids that they're entitled to it. But yeah. what makes us different?
2: Well, and I think that that's why, you know, I started doing a lot of this coaching with teams and helping leaders reconnect their teams. This is where my, my real shift started through the, the pandemic was seeing so many teams start to fall apart and women specifically feeling so disconnected from other people because you know through the pandemic women bore the brunt of of it all of Mm -hmm. the virtual school of the house of a lot more women left their their jobs we felt isolated and I realized that before we can actually start building teams back up, we have to build people back up. Right. And if I don't know how to first lead myself, how am I going to then lead my team or be a leader in my business or show up in my volunteer roles or even show up as a parent or a partner? You, it has to start with you. And, and yeah, that's like pressure. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have to be all or nothing. It's start with start with you, and that's why I'm so passionate about developing leadership within oneself first, and then moving through the realm of all the other leadership possibilities.
0: And how powerful is that when you're in that leadership role and you're able to uh, model? To other team members, to your, you know, the people that are working with you. I'm at, that's so magical to be able mm-hmm. to model that. And there are so many people in positions of leadership and they're actually not doing anything leadership ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, they're just, they're just, they're focusing on the outcome or the output. And where the magic happens is the process. That's where we learn the most about ourselves and about the people that we're working with, but, but really all about ourselves. And so if if someone right now is sitting there and feeling, what's the word? Me, meh. You know, I tried to do a facial thing there, but it didn't. I me. saw the facial thing and then I thought, <laughs> I'm not sure anyone else can see this. <laughs> yeah, I know. On a podcast. Yeah, right. And, <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, I don't know how to say it, how to say it. But let's say meh about life in general. How do you flip someone from feeling meh to, you know, what's that first step, that toe in to that experience, living in that joy? I love the question, what if,
2: Mm. in a positive way, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. not the doomsday, what if, the positive way of what if, what if you could wake up and have a smooth morning what if what if you could um, you know have a smooth after school and dinner time what if you got promoted what if you could go for a jog on your lunch break what if like whatever your what if is or that wouldn't it be nice if mm-hmm. And sometimes it's a, I could have a bath in peace and quiet, <laughs> or um, wouldn't it be nice if I actually shared my ideas at work? What if I could close my door to my office and not be deemed rude? Mm-hmm. They, that's where I start is digging into what are your what ifs? Because if you don't think it's possible, I really want to show you, I want to pull back that curtain and show you that it is possible through a little bit of that self-discovery of what do you want and what aligned action can we start to create? What like little habits mm-hmm. can we introduce into your day, your week, your months that show you a gradual shift? And I'm not a big believer in the all or nothing. I used to be, right? I used to ha- like be super perfectionist, all or like all in all or nothing. Yeah, I know Laurel, you see me. And now it's like celebrate the small wins. Celebrate the one percent better
1: every day oh.
2: and and go from there.
1: At the same time, it's still a good idea to set the bar high for yourself, right? I mean, Hmm. we we make a plan. We create a small step-by-step plan to get us to our end goal. But it's okay to see ourselves as the CEO, as the international speaker, as the president of the parent council at your kid's school, whatever it is that's important to you, right? It's okay to see ourselves in those roles because so often – it's other people we see in those roles. And let's be a hundred percent honest, the overwhelming majority of time, they're cisgendered white men. They just are.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And and figuring out, I, I love to talk about boundaries. Sam, you already know that. I but do. I love boundaries. And I love like giving yourself permission to just try something. If If you are constantly blocking yourself so if you're at that parent council table and you know, all the guys are talking about, you know, the what they're gonna do for the how all the moms should be baking for the bake sale and you don't speak up, that is on you. We mm-hmm. have to help you get comfortable with it. Yep. And at the same time, if you are working and somebody is constantly coming in your door and busting it down. And disrupting you from your work all the time. Maybe your boundary is, I actually close my door and I take meetings, um, team walk-ins from one to two every day. That's my boundary. And be comfortable with it. Yes. It's hard. It's, it's uncomfortable. Apologize, But don't apologize for it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it's, you know, I even said this the other day that I keep focusing on, everyone keeps focusing on the end game. What's the end goal? But there is no end goal. Nope. Right? Like that death. Was death. Death. What's the end goal? Your end, your finish line keeps moving. So that's why these small little baby steps every day contribute to your overall life and quality of life. Because there is no end goal.
0: It just keeps moving. Okay, Ashley. Who's your role model? Who are you looking at and saying, oh, yeah, that's it. Right there. That's it. That's a tough question. Um,
2: I will say I adore my coach, Heather Chauvin. She is the podcast host. She It was called Mom is in Control for the longest time. Now it's called Emotionally Uncomfortable. I met her. At camp, And she said something outrageous, and I heard it through the window, and I poked my head through the window, and I said, "We are going to be best friends because anybody who talks like that, <laughs> I need to be around." And I'm just attracted to her energy, her her ability to really, truly discover yourself, um, take accountability. For your actions or the inaction.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Right. And, you know, asking yourself often, like, is it true? Is this story that I'm telling myself every day, is it even true? Are the thoughts that I'm telling myself, the way I'm beating myself down, is it true? Or is there maybe another way? She opened my mind to breath work and hypnotherapy, to which I now not only practice both often but i am a facilitator in and i get to now give back to other people this way and yeah i'm just highly
0: motivated by her she's
2: got her shit together
0: <laughs> yeah say. and there's not very many people out there that really do mm-hmm. most of us are just in the ditch just sorting through the weeds every day okay i'm speaking personally <laughs> i mean there's Always a season. And none
2: of us, that's the thing. Like, that's the other piece I love about Heather is she still has challenges with her kids. She's got a teenager and, you know, she's running a business. And life isn't always sunshine and roses, but she can look at it and say, what do I own in this? And if this isn't feeling good, what am I going to do to make it feel better? Not always looking for external. And, and that's a big piece of that self leadership is if we are constantly relying on our partner doing better or our kids behaving better or our boss or our colleagues or our team members if everybody else is expected to do better to make us feel better something something's off there yeah right we need we need to show up the way we intend to move forward
1: but in that too, if we don't own some of that, then we don't take the same. We don't place the same value in it either, right? Mm. And we we have to value it. It's only fair to the peers around us, whether it's family or colleagues or friends or what have you, yeah. um, that we also own our piece. And because we're doing them a disservice, not just us, but we're doing them a disservice. And if we want them to show up for us, it needs to be reciprocal.
2: Yeah, and I think that's part of that self leadership is. Demonstrating, modeling the behavior. We talk mm-hmm. about this a lot with parenting. If you want your kid to be polite, well, you need to demonstrate politeness. Yeah. If you want your kid to eat healthy, you know, healthy, then you need to do the same. Yeah. You, so, it, so it goes the same way, though, with, with your teams and with businesses. If you want your team to have boundaries and not answer emails all weekend, don't send and don't answer emails all weekend. Mm -hmm. If you want your team to really enjoy their vacation and and go and and be on vacation, set that boundary and hold it. And if you want your team to be engaged, you have to engage with them. Show up, engage, talk to them, give feedback, be open to receiving
0: it. It's, It's all about leading by example. I uh, was chatting with someone who said that I said, how was your vacation? Oh, it was a working vacation. That isn't, wasn't a vacation. That is not a vacation. When you're answering emails and you're responding to texts and people have your contact information, you are not on vacation. Oh, but like, you know, I, I went out and I went, I went, take a, take a look at, you have children. Yes. So when you're there, were your children watching you do this? Yes. All right. So we have a problem because mm-hmm. now they're learning that vacation time isn't really vacation time. Mom doesn't really want to be part of this, mm-hmm. yeah. doesn't really want to show up to play with us. How important is play in living a joyful life? My favorite thing, play.
2: You love play. I, you know it's really interesting because i think play needs to be defined by each individual person first of all so again discover self what is play to you because i have a feeling laurel play to you is different than play to me <laughs> and i like i was never a big play with my child on the floor like it just it, it It just took a lot of effort for me to really sink into that. I may sit on the couch and read him a book, Mom. And that feels like that connection. And I like to do the sports with him. So that's where we play. But I think in a workplace, you need to figure that out with your whole team and really truly understand that everyone is going to be a bit different Mm -hmm. and be okay with that because forcing, you know, different styles of play on everyone can be a challenge. And I think that's where you get that resistance because people are, everyone's different. So understanding like where you need play. So I love, you know, playing baseball or going for a hike. To me, that's play, playing, um, make believe games or different things like that. It's not really my jam. So I need to reckon, but I know that about myself because of the work I've done. Does that make sense? Mm
1: -hmm. Absolutely. Sam, what do you do? play? You say that I don't know that I've, I've really given it a lot of thought. Um, When I can, I like to swim. I like to be active, go for walks, do hikes, read. Um, uh, Reading isn't necessarily play, but, but yeah, I was not, I'm the same. I wasn't uh, necessarily sit down on the floor and, and drive cars, kind of parent. That's just not, wasn't so much my thing Pe- periodically, but engaging with them by doing stuff with them, mm-hmm. whether it was crafts or baking or reading or something, it was more, yeah. more my thing. I
2: did a ropes course the other day with my son um, at Kelso, like one of the high ropes courses. And I was like, yes, this is adventuresome and it's athletic and I can do this. And I almost spent the entire time throwing up. <laughs> it was so high and so scary, but I showed up and I still did it. And my son, I actually heard back all of the positive reinforcement that he hears from me, like the way he was speaking to me and encouraging me to keep going, felt like that was a win. And it brought me so much joy that he was able to comfort me as I like clung to the pillars and try (laughs) like, it's fine, buddy. It's not scary at all. Mommy's fine. And he's like whipping through the course. Um, But that was, it was an interesting play opportunity and so much learning from just that one hour up there with him.
0: Absolutely. Okay. Now I hate to um, say this because every time I do, people are like, what? but we only have about a minute left oh. for you to share how we can reach you. Social media handles, websites, cell phones, on top of a tree doing tree tracking. <laughs> oh, gosh, kidding. I'll be that girl that's like legs
2: are shaking and vomit coming over. <laughs> so where's to find me? Yeah, I am very active on Instagram. So you can find me at ashley.livingstone. There is a plethora of ease in my name. So maybe we can put them in the, sh- the show notes. Yep. And my website is ourforte.ca. So O-U-R-F-O-R-T-E.ca. And that's where I, I'm living right now. I'm doing lots of great one-on-one coaching and doing a lot of group coaching for teams and, and their leaders. And it's really lighting me up. I'm going to change the world one person at a time.
1: Perfect. We love it. Ashley, we want to thank you so much for being here with us today, sharing your wisdom with all of us and inspiring us to be maybe a little bit more playful, a little bit more joy filled and definitely leaders in our own lives. Thanks for listening to the Boobs, Bods and Brains podcast. If you would like to learn more about us or our past episodes, then check us out on Instagram. Click the link in our bio to visit our website to learn more about sponsorship opportunities. We are always excited to have you offer different show topic ideas. If you have a suggestion, reach out via Instagram or our website. And as always, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the Boobs, Bods, and Brains podcast and invite all of the women you know.